Hi guys, this is another show of the Takeaway Kids. I'm Janet, currently based in Copenhagen. And I'm Simona, broadcasting from Bangkok. We are your portal into the Asian Western world, giving you a glimpse of what goes on in the mind of these not-so-rich, but crazy Asians growing up in Holland, raised with Asian values and beliefs. Yes, and today we're going to talk about the Chinese version of the five love languages and the great differences that we noticed when we did the test together. But as a starter, Janet, give me one awkward truth about you. So it's getting harder and harder to come up with these awkward truths, I guess. Um, so growing up in a takeaway restaurant, we ate a lot of Chinese food. And the other day you actually asked me what my favorite dish was back then. And I really had to dig deep. And you know what? I actually absolutely dislike rice. Like if I can, I would never eat rice. You're the fakest. Um, I don't even know if fakest is a word, but the fakest Asian that I've ever met or ever have known. I, know. <laughs> I, I honestly might be the only Asian on the planet not liking rice. Like I can eat it, but there's so much more that I would prefer over white rice. So no fried rice? No congee? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, no. Congee is closer to soup though, and I really like soup. Okay. <laughs> our topic for today is the five languages of love. Um, I think that most of our readers, probably everybody has heard about this book uh, at some point. Um, so and if you haven't author. heard about it, I think you need to read about it because I think most yeah. of the listeners or most of our friends who are listening, they're in this, you're, well, we're in a phase where everybody is in a serious relationship or, yeah. I mean, the it, thing is, the book is not only about um, relationships with your partner, yeah. with your boyfriend, yeah. girlfriend. You can actually see it about the relationship that you have with your parents, the relationship that you have with your friends. Um, so it's written by this guy called Gary Chapman. Don't know who he is, but I love the book. Um, And I think I actually recommended this book to you a couple of months ago because I learned so much from reading this book. Um, And we were talking about this on the phone earlier. Um, And we also talked about how both of our families express, you know, their love and uh, gratitude. Yes, money, 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 money and gifts and a lot of red envelopes. That's very true. (laughs) So... I guess also what it implied for us, how our Western friends, our Caucasian friends, weren't really raised with that at all. So in this book, for those who don't know it, um, it is really to find out the best, or it describes your language love of love. So what does this mean? It's how you interact, but it also means how you perceive and accept love. So it can be that you express your love in a certain way, and then your your friend, your partner, your parent actually doesn't see this as a sign of love at all. We both took the test, <laughs> and I guess we weren't really surprised by how similar um, our results were. So, Sim, what were your results? There are five different types of love. So uh, the highest score that I had was on number one, da, 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 receiving gifts with nine points. Um, now, very proud of it. Uh, the book mentioned though that you don't have to be ashamed of anything everybody has their own languages so whatever receiving gift is my number one but the Um, thing is though so i'm just sorry for interrupting you so i also have receiving gifts uh, as my number one and i definitely don't see it as um, a negative language of love or a bad thing because i 100 percent know where it comes from so it might sound very superficial it might sound like you know you want to have a big diamond ring or you want to have an expensive bag but i think where it comes from from both you and me is that um, both our parents were always working a lot i think that my parents and they still do work 100 hours a week yeah and 
they showed their love by giving presents to compensate for the fact that they weren't with me on yeah all the time so I can I can also see you know if I look into the relationship that I have for you example like I don't want you to to give I don't want you to give me expensive gifts but I love receiving a little card from you just this idea that somebody's thinking about you when they're not with you means a lot to me and I think that that is more what I translate receiving gifts to yeah 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 that's definitely true it's just like if you see this coming up as your first score and it's just it just states receiving gifts it's just like maybe society imprinted that on your brain that receiving gifts it could also sounds say, really shallow but it could also say giving gifts though yes yes definitely but also then and then we're going to discuss this later as well some people just don't appreciate getting gifts at all and so even if you exactly. give gifts you think you're doing like a like doing people a huge favor but they don't even see that as a favor um, and then also yeah, coming back to your yeah coming back to your point on your parents kind of wanted to compensate for the time that they weren't with you by buying you gifts I'm not even sure if that was the the intent of my parents because in their it's it's already in their nature that parents they just work a lot and kids they do whatever they want to do when they're kids but parents need to make sure that they bring in the money and they will work for it also, how they were raised, I think, in China, as you know, parents are working around the clock the entire time. And and how you show love as a parent or as a Chinese parent or in China, it's just not the same way as how, how Western parents show their love to their Western kids. So I think they also got it from their parents that love is being shown through, yeah, through, through buying gifts or buying stuff for your kids or making sure Definitely. that you can buy them into school or... It's just a bit a bit more materialistic, but it's still the same type of love. <laughs> True. All right. So going to my the second yeah. point that we both had was acts of service. Um, yeah. Yeah. So so what does acts of service mean for you, Sim? Um, I think this is maybe more. Well, this this could be both the Western and the Asian part. Acts of service is he or whoever could do something just out of kindness for you. It's maybe, you know, um, you say that today you feel so tired, you just came out of work and you don't want to, you don't want to cook. You won't, don't want to do the dishes or you don't yeah. want to do any chores. And that person then tells you, okay, let me do this for you. I know it's, it's hard on you or you don't feel like it. So let me, let me do this for you. And then the yeah. same way, I think also if you have like with Chinese parents, I also see this coming back again with the parental love that I have that whenever you see that your parents are kind of suffering or they're working very hard, that you want to take out uh, the work out of their hands of what they're doing. So if you see your mom doing the dishes, you as a, as a, well-raised Asian kid would tell your mom, mom, you don't need to do the dishes. I'll do them for you. Or, you know, those type of Very little true. acts of service. I think a good example of this is um, how a lot of my Dutch friends, they would be able to tell their parents like, hey, mom, or hey, dad, I'm so bored. If I would ever tell my mom that I was bored, she would get so mad because there's always something to do around the house or in the restaurant <laughs> that you could help out with. Yeah. Like, honestly, I don't think... That I think that I've said it once to my mom, I'm bored. And was the first and last time I've said it. <laughs> you learned a hand lesson. What did she make you do? It. I mean, I think she'll probably make me like do the dishes or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I, I already knew that I should never utter, utter the sentence. I am bored. Like, but you're also just being kept busy the entire time. You're, you need to go to school or you play the yeah. piano. 
or come help in the restaurant or if you're True. free then you just clean the floor oh my god sounds like we were raised so hard but it isn't it isn't it was a good time it's just the Asian way of life <laughs> yes. right yes all right going back to number three we so maybe also to mention Janet and I we had actually exact the same outcome so Thank our number yeah. our number three is quality time so yeah quality time what is that for you Janet I think that quality time for sure is being together with the people that you love. If it's your friends, your family, um, your spouse. And I think that it is also such a misconception, for example, um, with the whole idea that we, you know, we have receiving gifts as one of our highest priority. But I think that we've also been in relationship, whatever kind of relationship it might have been, where the other partner actually um, received their love more in quality time or spending time together over receiving gifts. So I think yeah. that a lot of miscommunication also exists at that point. Um, or I think that quality time for me for sure is very important. And I love spending time with the people that I love, obviously. Um, <laughs> but I also think, you know, that in the current life that we're living, the lifestyle that you and I have, for example, that I accept that, that I cannot always be together with the people that, um, that are close to my heart. You mean by traveling around the world or actually just living somewhere else? In a yeah, world? and yeah. living abroad. And I yeah. think, you know, a, a good portion of my closest friends, they all live abroad and they don't live abroad a one hour flight away, but they live abroad like you are, like nine hours away. Yeah. So I think that I also found ways to to make those friendships work, to still invest in them without yeah. actually having to see each other face-to-face on a weekly basis or something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think also, yes, with globalization and with us all traveling all over the world and with this generation, I think maybe quality time is actually becoming more and more important or it's being tested in a way. Sure. It's yeah. real quality. And you just now you can finally understand what quality time means. It yeah, does. And I guess it also, you know, by by not living so close to, to your friends, you are also forced to perhaps, I don't want to use the word dumb, but make a decision, decision about which friends do you want to invest in? Because having a long distance mm. friendship is very hard. A yes. long dis- distance relationship is very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, so, they can yeah, attest to that. We both did at some point, yeah. yeah. And I think that, you know, quality time is very important and you definitely have to see people at, at certain points face-to-face. Um, but apparently it was not the impo- most important thing for, for neither of us. That's a bit weird, right? Who would have quality time on, on, the, on the bottom of their list? That's I mean, it's weird, in the middle, huh? though. It's the number three. I think yeah. it, it's, a, it's a good spot. It's not the most important thing, but definitely also not the least important. But how, how could you have a relationship with someone while having quality time on the last spot. That's what I'm wondering. If people would have that outcome, actually. Probably, because all outcomes are probable. Well, but we, we can go into our last spot when it's time for our last spot, because you can ask the same question for our number five. But no, before but we okay. go there, yeah, yeah. yeah. let's right. go to our fourth language of love, which is words of affirmation. And I think this is a very, very, very easy um language of love for us to explain because I don't think that Asian parents ever tell their kids that either they love them or yeah. that they are proud of them or give them any compliments. Mm, yep. Can you count or can you remember any time where your parents told them I love you? Is there a time? Well, 
I think it's a bit hard to explain to this. So my mom is from Hong Kong and I would say that she's rather traditional Chinese and um, has a little bit more of the old school view on life. I mean, nothing wrong with that, but that is just how it is. And my dad is from Singapore, which is a rather new uh, culture as well. Or I mean, is there anything that's really called a Singaporean culture? Mm-hmm. And he's a lot more westernized than, uh, than than most Asian dads are. So that's he actually true. will tell me uh, that he loves me all the time. Um, um, yeah, so I think that it's a bit of a better stuff. But I mean, it's not that they're shouting from the roof that they're so proud of me. No. No, I think how they how they express that they're proud of you, and I was discussing that actually also uh, with someone else this week, is by bragging about you to their peers or to their family members. That's they true. would never tell you in the face, but they would tell at some kind of family gathering or, yeah, whatever, that, um, well, my daughter's going to this school or my my son is earning this and this much. And then you you'd have this kind of, parents battling it out that their kids are going to certain schools or earning this amount of money or I don't know, just bragging. Bragging rights means words of affirmation for the kids, but the kids wouldn't know. It's only that you hear from other people again, that your parents are talking about you during those family events. And and then I also think, you know, just the phrase, I love you or I'm proud of you. I don't know. Like, does it really means that much or is them asking, did you already have some fruit today? The same. (laughs) <laughs> for them it's the same right probably yeah. yeah they'd rather see you well fed than seeing you being touched by their words of love exactly i guess exactly. yeah and yeah. talking about touch so <laughs> the the least important language of love that we both have is physical touch um just want to make it clear, though, like this doesn't per se mean sexual intercourse or anything like that. It's just more like how comfortable you are about touching your friends or your parents, um, your partner. Um, and again, like I think that when I did this test or when I read the book, I just kind of observed it and accepted the results as they are. But the more you start thinking about where this order of languages comes from, the more you realize how fucked up we are by our upbringing i think that for every language of love we can explain it by how we've been raised by our parents Mm -hmm. and i think that physical touch like my mom is still super weird when she sees me at the airport like she's trying to give me like three kisses she's trying to hug me and sometimes she's like mom either give me a hug or just not (laughs) um but i have to say that whereas my dad is much more Dutch in that sense because when he will pick me up from the airport he will actually give me a kiss on the mouth which is pretty normal for Dutch kids with their mm-hmm. parents yeah I, I started to implement that also but it's quite late I think I started to kiss them on the mouth maybe when I was somewhere in my 20s before can you well can you actually remember your first hug that you ever gave out I think that it it went a lot a line it came a lot of line with when I moved away from the Netherlands. So I think I was about 21 when I moved for the first time. Mm. Um, and that was probably the first proper hug that I got from them, which sounds insane. That sounds so sad and crazy. Yeah. I, uh, regarding hugging the parents, that only happened when I introduced my first uh, boyfriend to them, Edgar. Um, and, and 
he tried to hug my mom and that was the most awkward hug I've ever seen. There wasn't even like, <laughs> the, it was just like this little tap on the shoulder while the both of them were holding each other on the shoulders. It was, and then also it didn't really help that, uh, that he's one, one, one meter 90 and she's one meter 50. He's so giant. yeah, he's a giant and she's like this little mini dwarf. Um, it, it just made it even more awkward. Yeah. The most awkward thing ever. But also, I, I can remember for myself, the first time I was hugging someone, I think that was the first time I went to college. And, you know, you have to deal with these all these international people and you have new friends. Because high school, it's just with friends, um, Western friends. And I don't know, you, you just grow up with each other. And you Well, I never hugged with my friends there. But once I went to college and I got in touch with all these different cultures and people were kissing yeah. each other and hugging each other. So I also, well, I was kind of being pushed into, okay, if you see someone, you need to hug them. But the first couple of times, I, I think it was the same as the encounter between Edgar and my mom. As I've actually been ridiculed for it, that the first couple of times, how I hug people, that you just give them like this little pat on the back. You, oh, that sounds yeah, awful. It sounds very <laughs> Asian, though. I've seen yeah. this before. It's like, if you go to China and you try to hug five people, that's how they hug you. They try to like put an arm on your shoulder and I just give you this little tap on the back. So if, if, if you just look into the order of, I mean, our languages of love, since mm-hmm. they're both the same, is there anything that you would like to change though? Is there anything that you would like to see differently? For us? I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's maybe the notion just that receiving gifts is a number one. It feels, and with your explanation, it makes sense. And I see the meaning the deeper meaning uh, of it but I as a person I think I would have liked it better if quality time was my number one and receiving mm. gifts would be somewhere lower on the ranking because receiving gifts just still to me sounds quite materialistic or shallow and you know and this is maybe also where the western part and the asian part comes in um, maybe my Asian part is a true me and, and that also comes out of the test, but the Western part is telling me this is wrong. You can't be this materialistic and you shouldn't be caring a bit as much about getting gifts. Um, yeah. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, I, I'm, I'm still undecided here. I think quality mm-hmm. time a little bit more up and receiving gifts a bit more to the bottom. What about yeah. you? Um, I mean, as I said, before I don't see as receiving gifts as a bad languages of love because I also really know that I love to give presents um, and I, I love to put the time and effort in finding the right present for the right person and I actually remember that you know my mom used to just give me cash or the red envelopes for my birthday and for Christmas and the moment I started making money and was able to buy her some nicer presents she actually once told me that she only at that point understood how nice it is to get a well-thought present, well-thought-about mm. present. Um, so I, I definitely don't see receiving gifts because uh, as a bad thing because I just think, for me, it just translates into putting time and effort in a certain relationship or a friendship. Yeah. Um, I would like to have had physical touch higher up in my list. And again, I don't mean it in a sexual way, but I've also met people you know, while traveling that were very physical as in the, they would just, you know, put an arm around you, give you a hug. And I can definitely feel the more physical you are with um, friends or people that you just met, the easier you kind of get into a friendship 
or the easier you feel comfortable with people just because you have been close with them. And it's not in a romantic way at all. Like sometimes I also just meet girls, for example, that are very physical and then you automatically get a sense of calmness around them just because they dare to give up their personal space. Oh, you have that? I don't have that feeling at all, actually. I just feel very uncomfortable when people touch me. <laughs> I still, <laughs> I think you're more adapted to physical touch there because I also don't, I don't feel uncomfortable with having physical touch there on the last part. I just like, also in public, I, I don't like people touching me still. Like, yeah. Yeah. Don't need to. That's right. It's yeah. fine enough. And I think the, the good thing about having read this book, having read the different insights is that you start to understand better where you're coming from and yeah. how much of your your vision on life actually comes from both your parents but also from a cultural background yes definitely and it, it also makes you think and actually makes you rationalize and then makes you understand your parents or where they come from also better oh god yeah, we talk so much about our parents though like this is a fourth fourth episode and we talk a I lot know. about our parents yeah. So just oh. just to to put the facts straight, like we love our parents, but they're also crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All Asians are crazy. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. All right. Um, well, Shen, is there anything else this- that we want to <laughs> elaborate on uh, when it comes to the five love languages of Asians? Well. I definitely am very curious about, you know, the five languages of love of you guys listening to this podcast. So if you did the test, Google it. Um, let us know through Facebook or Instagram, wherever you found this podcast. And let us know what you think about this test and how your cultural background has influenced this. I think this is it for today. Yeah, we appreciate everybody still listening. If you have any feedback or input, let us know. If you have any suggestions for topics, also let us know. We're still very enthusiastic about recording this podcast. And also we're very grateful for all the compliments and the feedback that we're getting at this moment. So thank you guys and see you next time. Hear you next time. Speak to you next time. Yes. Bye. Yay!